How's it going, everybody? You're listening to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I'm a thru-hiker. I'm a peak bagger. I love to just kind of mess around in the woods. And this is the podcast where I chat with other thru-hikers. I chat with other peak baggers and other hikers about their experiences on the trail. If you are one of those things, if you're a thru-hiker, a peak bagger, a hiker, whatever it is, or if you're aspiring to be any of those things, I encourage you to subscribe to the show and listen to some older episodes if you have not done so already. This week's guest is a man named Jacob Ireland. He's done a bunch of cool thru-hikes, but this episode is mostly focused on his thru-hike of the Northville Placid Trail. So some of you might recall way, way, way back, I did another episode on this trail in the Adirondacks. It's a relatively short trail. It's pretty flat, but I'm telling you people, this trail is no joke. This trail is kind of a beast and it's pretty damn difficult. So we talk all about that. Now, part of the reason why I wanted Jacob to come on the show is because I'd seen some comments he made on Instagram shortly after his thru-hike talking about how I believe the term he used was um, underwhelmed. He, He felt like he was kind of underwhelmed by this trail after he was done. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Some of you might know that I attempted this trail like four years ago and didn't quite finish it. So I'm at least familiar with it. And I I honestly just wanted to get his thoughts on this trail because like I said, it is pretty damn difficult. Jacob was super honest about it. And I hate to say it, but we do kind of cover the the bad, I guess, parts of this trail or aspects of thru-hiking this trail like pretty in depth, like even more than we cover the good parts of this trail. However, I mean, like I just said a second ago, like I felt like we kind of had to put it out there. It would be really easy for Jacob to come on this show and just hype the trail up and hype up his experience and be all positive and all fun and games. And that would be great. But he didn't do that. He was just, uh, he was honest. And I really do appreciate that. I do think some of the things that we talk about are things that people should consider before potentially through hiking this trail. But just to be clear, there are also a lot of cool reasons to hike this trail. And we we do talk about those a little bit as well. So I don't know. Let me know what you think. If you've hiked this trail, I'd love to hear what you think about our conversation. And Jacob, when you hear this, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. I really, really appreciate it. We're going to get into the conversation in just a second. And I actually mean that my intros have been running a little bit long lately, so I'm going to try to cut the time down because some people don't like that, which I totally get. So real quick before we start here, I got to say a couple things. Instagram and email and website, those are all things that Trail Tales has and all things I would like you to check out on Instagram at Trail Tales Pod. Go follow me. I post a bunch of pictures. Obviously, it's Instagram. Like, <laughs> what else are you supposed to do on there? Um... I do polls and stuff, like you can submit guest suggestions or send me a DM, do all that stuff. Email trailtalespod at gmail.com. Send me an email with some suggestions or advice. If you do that, or you also just send me a DM on Instagram, that works too. And you would like a couple stickers, some Trail Tales stickers, let me know what your address is and I will happily get those out. I have a bunch of them just sitting in my bedroom that I need to not have sitting in my bedroom anymore. So yeah, if you want a sticker, you know how to contact me and do that. Trailtailspod.com. Go check out that website. It's pretty freaking new. It's not totally done yet, but it's it's live. So go see if you can like break it or give me some advice on the website or whatever. I'm still kind of tweaking it. So yeah, trailtailspod.com. Go check that shit 
out. Some of you know that I love to read my five-star iTunes reviews at the beginning of episodes in these introductions, and I'm way behind on this shit. I've got like five in front of me that I haven't gotten to yet. I'm not going to do all five right now, but I am going to do a couple of them. So this one says, Hiking Nerds Unite. This podcast rocks if you're a hiking nerd. Yes, it does. Especially AT and Northeast Peak Bagging. Kyle is funny and his guests are amazing. I would push back on one of those statements. I listen on my drives from Maryland to the Adirondacks and the time flies by. That's a long drive. Thank you very, very, very much for that five-star review. That was from like a freaking month ago. I'm way behind on these. This next one says, such a fun and inspiring podcast. That's just, that's so nice. This podcast is perfect for any hikers, backpackers, and trail runners. Being from the Northeast, I love that a lot of the episodes focus on this region. Well, you're in luck this week. But I also really enjoy when guests talk about experiences out west, too. Well, you're kind of screwed in that regard. The episodes are fun to listen to, and so many of the stories and guests have been a source of hiking inspiration for me. That's awesome. The word inspiration used in any sort of form when it comes to this podcast is super, super cool. Let's go here, or let's not here. Let's let's go leave some more five-star iTunes reviews, people. It's a great way to help the show. I would really, really appreciate it, and I will get caught up eventually, I promise. Last thing, I gotta plug the Patreon, people. Like, seriously, it's so important, and I don't know, people aren't really catching on, so I would really appreciate it if you went and checked out the Trail Tales Patreon, patreon.com slash trailtales. It's a great way to help support the show. To make sure I can keep doing this, I have to renew my hosting subscription soon and a couple other things, so anyways, rather than just make this pitch like I usually do. Many, many months ago, I did this thing where I went to a random word generator online, and then I would like just generate a random word and use that word in my Patreon pitch. So even if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, hopefully this will be mildly entertaining at the very least. So we're going to do that again. Ready? Here we go. I'm clicking the button now. Okay. So the word is smash. That's, (laughs) that's a good one. I'm going to have fun with this one. Okay. Let's say that you've already smashed that subscribe button, you've already left an iTunes review, and you're wondering how else you can help the show. Well, you can help the show by giving me your money. That's right. Sign up for the Trail Tales Patreon, patreon.com slash trailtales. You'll get a bonus episode. You'll get a blooper reel every single month. It's a lot of fun, I think. I have fun with it anyways. It seems like the people on there have fun with it as well shout out to everybody who's on the patreon already i know who you are so yeah go uh go smash the patreon the patreon sign up button (laughs) go go smash that shit let's get into the episode god that was cringy um (laughs) yeah episode 45 with jacob ireland northville placitra class of 2019 How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode number 45 of Trail Tales. Jacob Ireland is on the show. He just got back from a through hike of the Northville to Placid Trail in the Adirondacks. And he's done a bunch of other cool stuff as well. We're going to talk all about it. Jacob, dude, what's going on? Like, thank you so much for for, uh, taking the time. I'm glad we could uh, finally get this uh, worked out with the schedules and all that stuff. For sure. How's it going, man? Happy to be here. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's it's going pretty well. So like I just said, Jacob 
through hiked the Northville to Placid Trail. Um, and we're going to, yeah, I think we're going to talk about that quite a bit today. Like that's going to be kind of the focus of the episode, but he's also, like I said, he's done like a ton of other stuff. And I feel like I don't even know, like, like all of what you've done, you know, obviously I've like glanced over your Instagram and your website and stuff, but I sent you my resume. You didn't get it. You just, you, I, I didn't get your resume, man. <laughs> I didn't get your resume. I did see on your, on your website, your portfolio website, you have a, your resume there, but I, I don't think that was a hiking resume. I think that was a, a professional <laughs> they should resume. They make those now. feels like it would be a thing or, you know, everyone lists uh, everything out on Instagram, kind of like a resume these Dude, days. That, that so. is literally what it is. I should, I should force my guests to like, so I, I shouldn't do this. I'm joking, but like <laughs> force them to uh, submit like a hiking resume, like <laughs> to see if they're qualified to be on the show. Yeah, that that would be a, a surefire way to make sure nobody ever comes on trail tales ever again so <laughs> i'm not gonna do that but it would be kind of funny i don't know <laughs> um yeah dude so why don't we just start you know introduce yourself you know say who you are and you know what you've uh yeah your hiking resume like what you've done let's start let's go you know start to finish let's hear it cool let's do it um yeah so jacob ireland you said my name that's what it is uh been hiking I know, i've been hiking kind of my whole life um you know i was in boy scouts as a kid I uh, grew up a little bit in Seattle, did a lot of stuff uh, out in the Cascades there back in the day with the scouts and with my dad, um, but didn't do anything for a long time until maybe my mid to late 20s. Uh, started getting into hiking again, um, did a lot of it with uh, my good friend Alex. He was on your show talking about the Florida Trail. Hell yeah, he, hell yeah. yeah what he, what yeah. number was that? Oh man, I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, I'll look not it up. sure. Going. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who skateboarded the Florida Trail, so if you've heard that, you, you can't really forget it. Um, yeah, so we were doing a lot of hiking together, um, just first doing a lot of section hiking outside of New York City. I live in the city, so it's a little bit hard to get out and do some stuff, but uh, we, we've done as much as you possibly can uh, via train and bus. And eventually, you know, we got up and started doing bigger stuff, uh, jumped on the long trail through hike that, I think that was 2017. Uh, that really kicked my ass, uh, very hard trail. Uh, we can talk about that at some point a little bit later. Uh, yeah, but, um, I actually have a question about that later. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that kind of led up to the Pacific Crest Trail, which is sort of in the back of my mind as a goal that I wanted to do when I started hiking a lot again. Uh, and yeah, through hike that last year, 2018, uh, that was amazing. Finished it. Uh, feel like I got every mile. Felt really good about that. Uh, and then, you know, since then, been kind of taking it easy. I joined Alex for about 100 miles of the Florida Trail. Um, we've been doing a little bit of section hiking here and there. We've been trying to kind of finish up the Long Path, which is a trail that runs through all of New York. Yeah, dude. See, that's 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 a trail I have not had the chance to cover yet on the show, and I would I would really like to. So maybe I'll have to have you back on um once you complete that. Yeah, we've just been kind of section hiking it over the weekends, um, but that kind of ends right where the Northville Lake Placid Trail uh, starts. So that was sort of why we kind of wanted to jump on that, um, and that was uh, something. Yeah, I did it about a couple weeks ago now, and it was a good it was a good little fun trail. Um, and yeah, so that's where my my hiking resume kind of ends. Um, <laughs> There's a lot there, dude. Slowly There's a lot there. hiking the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I look at other hikers now that you know you're involved in the community and stuff, um, I feel like I don't stack up that uh, that high compared to some. But then, yeah, when you talk to a regular person, they just think you're insane when you start telling them the stuff you do. Exactly. <laughs> nah, dude, that's a that's a pretty solid resume, I'd say. Um, Thank you. I kind of want to ask you about something you just said about the PCT. Did you say you hiked every single mile of the PCT? You kind of like stressed that. Is that what I heard? Yeah, and I don't uh, want to be an elitist or. A oh no, 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 no! That's anything. that's that's not where I was going. That's not where I was going. Don't worry. What I was going to say is that I feel like, and I I haven't hiked the PCT, so 
So, you know, this isn't coming from any sort of experience. This is just from talking to people um, often on the show, actually. But it seems like it's kind of tricky to actually hike every mile of the PCT because of like fires and yeah, you know, I don't sure. know the snow in the Sierra and stuff like that. Can you can you just talk about like your experience there a little bit? Did you get lucky or did yeah? You- I think a lot of it was uh, we got really lucky, and a lot of that was due to kind of how damn slow we sort of hiked it. Um, <laughs> the beginning of the trail, my father was on with me. Um, he actually made it eleven hundred miles up to Lake Tahoe, um, and that was a continuous progression of. Um, kind of waiting for him in trail towns a lot of the time. Uh, He was always constantly kind of a day behind, Uh, not because he was out of shape or a bad hike or anything, but just, uh, you know, he liked to take it a little bit more easy. And uh, I felt like I was in a little bit more of a hurry. Um, So because of that, we were really taking our time. We we actually missed a lot of um, the problems that other people dealt with. Um, A lot of people got to the Sierra really early uh, and they, they did run into snow that year. Um, I had to come off trail actually in Lake Tahoe for a, a family reason. Okay. Um, was off trail for about 11 days and that kind of slowed me down. So I didn't end up following the fires that were really bad that year. A lot of people, they got hit by them in Northern California and just continually followed them all the way through Oregon up into Washington, even a little bit. Um, and for us, uh, being behind a little bit, they were still there and it was still a problem and there was smoke and Ash was raining on me a couple of days, but um, they definitely weren't as bad. And by the time we made it to Washington, it was October and the rains had already set in. So the tr- parts of the trail that were closed, uh, we were able to kind of um, hike them anyways. Okay, nice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's probably still like a, some some place where there was a trail closure. Yeah. I think there was um, the trail closure that's in um, – I think they just reopened it, but outside of Idlewild, there was a trail closure. Um, but we still tried to do our due diligence and uh, walk down into Idlewild and walk back up. Mm-hmm. It's a big pain in the ass, but I feel like you know, <laughs> it was a the straight path was kind of the goal. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you did you hike? I should know this. Um, did you hike the PCT with Alex too? Yep. Yeah. Everything okay. I've done. Uh, I've done with Alex mostly. Okay, cool. Uh, he's actually got a little bit ahead of me and done some stuff without me. Uh, but that's just because sometimes my schedule is a little bit busier. Um, and I was out of money after the PCT. And uh, hiking all of Florida just didn't uh, sound like something I could pull off. But uh, yeah. I did join him for a little bit of that. So Makes sense. Um, for everybody listening, Alex's episode is number 17, like way freaking back. So if you haven't already listened to that one, definitely go check it out. He he brought a skateboard on the florida trail which is definitely like probably still to this day like the most unique like sort of hiking experience i've ever like had the chance to talk about on here so yeah everybody go listen to that one it's 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 super (laughs) cool um so yeah dude i i i kind of want to ask you a little bit more about you know your you know when you first discovered hiking and and all that stuff so you mentioned you were in boy scouts as a kid so when when i tell people usually people that aren't like familiar with long distance hiking when i tell them about what i do often they'll ask me like if i was in boy scouts when i was a kid and i Uh wasn't i really didn't do anything like that when i was a kid but it seems like that's like kind of the place that people's minds go for some reason can you just maybe elaborate a little bit more about how that did or like didn't influence you to get into this whole long distance backpacking through hiking thing yeah, I mean, for me, I think I was I was really lucky because I, I, my dad was in the military, so I kind of grew up uh, living in a lot of different places as a kid. Okay. Um, but around the age where you are kind of the most involved in Boy Scouts, maybe like 10 to 13, 14, uh, we did live in Seattle, Washington. 
um, which, you know, anyone who knows that part of the country, it's beautiful. You got the Olympics on one side, the Cascades on the other. It's just gorgeous hiking and everything you could ever want for the outdoors. Um, so we were lucky enough that the troop we were in at the time, the troop is just kind of a, what they call the, the formations of scouts in your area. Uh, they were very into doing these really radical outdoor activities. And I've been in other troops when I was younger that, that definitely weren't. You do really silly things, car camping. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely fun, jamborees and camp and stuff. But this one in particular was into doing some pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, and some of those hikes we did were uh, three or four. I think we actually even did like a five or six day uh, hike one time in the Cascades. Nice. And it was not long distance hiking, uh, like you might do as an adult, um, but we were doing like maybe 10 miles a day. Dude, I feel like even like that, miles. like even that is like more aggressive than like most of the Boy Scout troops that, that I see on the trail. And, and again, that's not to like say, you know, cause even I feel like a lot of these leaders that lead these trips probably aren't the most experienced hikers. So I'm not expecting them to go out and rip like 20 mile yeah. days for like, you know, a week or whatever. But that is a, that does sound like that's a little bit more like in depth than a lot of, at least from my experience, a lot of the Boy Scout troops that I've seen on various hikes. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think one of the leaders that was in it had grown up in that area and had had the chance to do a lot of stuff like that. So he just was like, let's get these kids, let's drag them out. My dad was involved at the time and he was in the military. So he was like, badass, let's do it. Let's bring them out. And uh, (laughs) we do like little, uh, I remember we'd even do like little three-day hikes uh, to like lead up to the longer ones. And we'd kind of see which boys were going to be able to handle it um, and which ones weren't. Because we were carrying like these giant packs. There's photos that I'm like, you know, as somebody who's dabbles in ultralight now, I'm like, holy shit. Like, how did we carry like all (laughs) that crazy stuff back then? Every time I see those fucking troops, I always see like the most ridiculous shit. Even now, yeah. (laughs) This was like, you know, 19 or not probably like 2001 or something like that. So yeah, it was just ridiculous. Um, Yeah, we were really lucky. We did some crazy shit. We uh, slept on snow caves on like the side of Mount Rainier, uh, which is just totally bizarre. Um, Yeah, I didn't do anything again like that until, yeah, I was like somewhere in my 20s. But I had, I always knew about it and had it in mind. And then when I started hiking again, like I had some of that knowledge to bring to the table, which all went out the window the second I learned. Like they have, there's all this new gear out there, yeah, and, like, yeah. new ways of doing things. But at least but, you, um, you were just exposed to backpacking and through hiking at a young age, because I feel like that's that's half the battle. You know, um, yep. the, the Boy Scout troops definitely get kind of a bad rap. And I'll be honest, like from time to time, I also dabble in making fun of Boy Scout troops because oh, it is course. it is kind of funny. Like obviously, it's like great that kids are getting out there and stuff. So. I'm not like trying to be a jerk no, about it's that. It's totally but... nerdy. Yeah. I'm an Eagle <laughs> Scout too, so I like to throw that oh, out there. Oh, there you go. It's a big uh, nerd out. <laughs> nice, nice, dude. I saw this one Boy Scout where I was in Maryland on my on my AT through hike last year, and I, I think this group was from like somewhere not close to Maryland. They were from like like Missouri or something. Like they traveled wicked far. And obviously, it was pretty obvious that none of these guys, leaders including, had ever, like, hiked before. And I was going along, and, I mean, you obviously, you know, like, sometimes when you're on a thru-hike, you're just kind of in grind mode. And, like, it's not that you, like, don't want to talk to anybody, but you're not really trying to, like, stop for a long time. And I passed this kid. I don't know how old he was. Freaking middle school age, something like that. And, like, he, you know, says hi or whatever, and then he just starts, like, talking and talking and talking and, like, he was super nice, so, like, I didn't just, like, walk off on him. I wasn't just going to, like, tell this kid to fuck <laughs> off, you know? But I was I was just, like, listening to him talk, and eventually he drops that. He brought a homemade cart on this hike. 
and he was telling telling me about his freaking cart and he's he was talking about how like the wheel busted on like the first day oh, how shit. he just like left it at like a road crossing or something and i was like <laughs> that's awesome though <laughs> i was like i mean it's pretty funny but i was like how the hell did your leaders like let you bring that like how did they think <laughs> I that like was that. a that's good like idea? A, a creative thought you know i think i think every long distance hikers have the thought of if I was just like pushing like a, a wheelbarrow thing, <laughs> yeah. I swear I've heard about somebody who did that um, and has done that. Um, so yeah, good for that kid, man. He sounds creative. I feel like I feel like on a maybe on like a, a flatter trail it would work a little bit better, but on the AT, especially the Maryland section, I guess that oh, section yeah. is decently rocky, so not a not like cart territory. I'll say <laughs> that, <laughs> but sure. it's it pretty funny. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk about the Northville to Placid Trail. Actually, that's that's one one thing I wanted to ask you. Do you pronounce it Northville to Placid Trail or Northville Placid Trail? I've been calling it. I think the full the the uh, I think this the real name is Northville Lake Placid Trail. Okay, I could be wrong. Somebody should correct me if I'm wrong. That's what I've been saying. I don't know. Yeah, there's like a bunch of different stuff. I guess it is technically two. But yeah, I don't know. Kind of drop it. When I like hiked it or tried to hike it like back in 2015, um, everybody should go listen to. Actually, I'm gonna plug that in a second so I can pull up the actual episode number. But uh, anyways, when I tried to hike this trail, I was always saying Northville Placid Trail. But mm-hmm. during episode nine with uh, Tuts from the YouTube channel Trekking On, um, we did a Northville Placid Trail episode way way back. And he was always saying like Northville to Placid Trail. So now every time I say it, I say like Northville to Placid Trail. So I don't know. I feel like I might say those interchangeably or, or just say like NPT, but it doesn't. Well, I, th- I think a lot of the confusion comes from the logo that they have for the trailblazes because I think it is NPT. So you're kind of like, is it Northville Placid Trail or is it Northville to Lake Placid yeah. Trail? I, I think I had this debate with Alex actually on trail. <laughs> or like, nah, it's definitely this way. You know? uh, I can't remember what we figured out. Uh, uh, yeah, was, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think it really matters too much. But um, yeah, dude, so like I just said, everybody, go back and listen to episode nine if you haven't already. And if you have, then I apologize for this next question. But I do kind of want to just like give everybody a, ref- a, a refresher on what this trail is exactly. So I pretty much just said the question there. Why don't you just kind of explain, you know, where it is, how long it is, and just the, like the, the basic information about this trail for those who uh, might not have heard or might not remember. Yeah, totally. Uh, so the Northville Lake Placid Trail, um, from my knowledge of it, is uh, it's a 140-mile hiking trail. Uh, it's located in the Adirondacks. Um, it doesn't really go over the peaks in the Adirondacks. I think when people think of the Adirondacks, they think of Mount Marcy, which is the tallest peak in New York. And, you know, a lot of people do peak bagging out there. There's great mountains. Uh, but this trail stays relatively flat and kind of avoids all those mountains altogether. So it's sort of interesting for that. And that's kind of the appeal that I think, uh, you know, when me and Alex were talking about doing it, uh, we were kind of uh, thought that would be really nice. Uh, not that we don't not like mountains, but just as a change up. Um, you kind of follow the lakes that happen to be in the Adirondacks and you end up hitting one almost every single day. Um, that's what else. Yeah. I think the highest point is like 2000 feet of elevation. Yeah, gain, it's, it's so not, it's just it's really not nothing. Much. Um, but it's not a cool, like it's not like you could do it really quickly um, and efficiently. And then it also, like I was saying earlier, the long path, which has just been kind of a longer project for us. Uh, it ends right at the North of the Lake Placid trail. So we said, okay, well, we can connect that. And then we're like 200 miles from the border. 
of Canada. Yeah. And then we could say one day, you know, we hiked all of New York, which would be really rad. Um, I don't know the history of Northville Lake Placid Trail. I'm sure I read like a trail sign at some point about it. Um, but I do know it's really old. I think it was, um, it was, I don't think it's as old as the log trail, but I, I think it is like a really old one, but I'm not sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of those trails in the Adirondacks have been there for, for ages. Yeah. And kind of like you just said, another, another thing that, uh, Tuts and I talked about in episode nine was like how this trail is not really a like mountain trail and, and again, like, I'm pretty much going to repeat what you just said, but like people always think of like the high peaks in the Adirondacks when they yeah. think of like Adirondack hiking. But what a lot of people may not realize is that the Adirondacks has like way more than just the high peaks. I mean, that part is like sweet for sure. But I mean, it's like the White Mountains are pretty much just like the White Mountains, right? They just have like the peaks and they're, they're amazing. But the Adirondacks not only have like all these 4,000 foot peaks, but they also just have like tons and tons of like rivers and lakes and all this stuff. And the Northville Placid Trail is pretty unique in that it like instead of going over the mountains like the Appalachian Trail does or the passes or whatever, it just goes from pond to pond, river to river, lake to lake. And it is pretty cool. Um, that being said, that aspect of, uh, of, of low elevation hiking of like, you know, being near like large bodies of water all the time pretty much definitely comes with some challenges when did you when did you guys like actually hike i know it was like you know a couple weeks ago or whatever but um yeah like can you just talk about like some of like the basic information about like your hike you know when you started how long it took and what direction you went and all that stuff yeah we started um i think it was the end of july is when we started i don't have the exact date here in front of me um, yeah, we started the end of July. Um, it took us eight days, maybe more like seven. Um, we kind of started late in the evening, took a bus all the way up from New York. Um, and we actually Wait, hiked you can, you can um, get a southbound. Bus? You can get a bus from New York to, to Lake Placid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we're New Yorkers, so we don't have cars, unfortunately. I'm working on maybe getting one eventually. I'm a 31-year-old guy without a car, it's sad. But um, <laughs> you don't need one in the city, right? So when we do think of these East Coast trails, it's always what can we get to via bus or train. Um, and yeah, you can get up there. You can take a bus all the way up to um, Lake Placid, which is what we did. And then we hiked south, uh, southbound from there. Um, so we got there like mad late. It's like 5.30. I think it was Alex's birthday. So we're like, we got to hit a bar. Yeah. <laughs> or we get on the trail and they're like, the sun's you know, slowly going down. We're like, <laughs> going to be hungover as fuck the next get, morning. Yeah, but... <laughs> let's, get, let's get a beer too. You know, we didn't go crazy, but you know, something uh, so, so, yeah, we hit the trailhead. It's, like, already dusk. Um, uh, we got off to a rough start because uh, we ended up hiking, like, uh, I think we, we ended up going, like, six or seven miles, like, in the dark. <laughs> nice. uh, just, like, hoping, you know, it was that moment, like, oh, there's going to be a campsite any second now. A beautiful clearing is just going to open up, and uh, and it never really did. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we got a late start then, and then we finished up, like, early morning on that eighth day. So, I think it took us around seven days. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, I think it was the end of July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like not the worst time of year to hike it. I'll say that's better than leaving on the first day of June, which is what I did when I tried to hike it. Um, but I also feel like, I don't know, you you might you might agree with this just based on your experience. Like, I, I, I feel like, honestly, like this time of year, like right now, say like mid-September, or even any time in September, maybe even early October, would be like the prime time to hike this trail because... 
a lot of the difficulties that I found were relating to, like I just said a second ago, the uh, like the low elevation, like the just the mud, like the wetness yeah. of the trail, and like the bugs and all that shit. Um, <laughs> how was your experience with that stuff? Um, you know, hiking at the end of July like that. Yeah, so you know, I, I, you know, we can start getting into this. Um, I have pretty mixed feelings about uh, how I feel about this trail <laughs> yeah, uh, after <laughs> finishing it. Um, and a lot of that, yeah, has to do with exactly what you just said. Uh, I, th- I think we were pretty lucky. The end of uh, when we or when we were hiking it, it wasn't too wet and muddy, honestly. And it was nothing like the long trail. We hiked the long trail in like July, early July, and that was just you know mountains of mud out there in Vermont. And this was not like that at all. Um, pretty dry, honestly. But the bugs were still a pain in the ass. Uh, there were still a lot of bugs, more bugs than I've experienced since, you know, being in like the Sierra in June on the PCT. Um, and But like a little more just consistent and a little bit more just irritating. Uh, and it wasn't always bad. You know, you get those lulls in the midday where, where it's fine. Uh, but the mornings and the evenings, uh, they were present and they're, they were annoying and they're just biting at you and following you and the flies were bad. It wasn't like that extreme black fly issue that a lot of people complain about on the East Coast, but it was just annoying enough to, you know, just always kind of be irritating and make the trail not as fun as it could be. You know, when you get to camp in the evening and you kind of want to chill out and like, you know, I don't know, make, you know, it was a pretty relaxed trail for it's only eight days, you know, it'd be nice to have a fire every once in a while, yeah, yeah. do that kind of stuff, have food outside, you know, over the lake. But, you know, you're just like, I'm just going to jump in my tent because the bugs are flying around. And it wasn't like that every day. And some days, you know, when you were on the lake shore, it was a little more chill. Um, but they were they were bad enough to make me, you know, like a little bit miserable. Um, quite a bit, I'd have to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's one thing about the Adirondacks. It's like the bugs are so bad there. And like, I know, like the bugs are bad other places too. But like, I don't, I don't know. Like I've hiked a lot in the whites. I've I mean, I did the AT, I've done the long trail, like I've, I've hiked a lot, like in a lot of places yeah. on the East coast. And I feel like the Adirondacks are always the worst. Like I remember, uh, it was the end of May this year. I went over there for the first time to go tag some high peaks and I was staying at a car campground in like mm-hmm. first traveling hike of the year. First time being in the Adirondacks of the year. I was so stoked. I like pull up to the campsite, I get out and then immediately just swarmed <laughs> by mosquitoes and i was like shit i am in yeah, the adirondacks the i completely forgot so yeah the bugs are are wicked bad there and that goes back to kind of why i think september is or just fall i'll say um is the best time of year to hike this trail because the totally bugs aren't going to be as bad and then also relating to the mud it sounds like you didn't get that quite as bad but that is a problem on this trail as well um the mud will not be as bad in the fall either because it's it's just drier obviously and water is never really an issue on this trail like i I don't want to like say that and have someone go out and like die because they have enough water (laughs) on this trail or some shit but for the most part i mean as we're kind of stressing here like there's so many like lakes and rivers and stuff that you're never going to have to worry about like water sources going dry really so yeah everybody everybody listening we we talked about this in episode nine too fall definitely the best time to hike this trail. I don't know. Would you, would you kind of agree with that, Jacob? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I have the same experience as you were just saying where, you know, I've done the long trail. I've hiked the hundred mile wilderness in Maine and both of those are supposed to be notorious for bugs. You know, I think I read like uh, section hikers, um, you know, sectionhiker.com, the blogger, mm-hmm. his website back in the day had this hilarious passage where he said, 
the hundred mile wilderness, I, I came across a guy who was broken down on the side of the train, uh, side of the trail crying because the bugs <laughs> are so bad. And I remember being like, holy shit, like that's going to be insane. And they weren't a problem at all. And it was, I don't know, I think we we're hiking it like in August or something like that. Long trail, hiked it in July, totally not bad at all. And then, yeah, this trail. So I was expecting kind of the same deal, but uh, yeah, it was the opposite. They were, they were pretty annoying. Um, and most days it was fine, but we did have one day where the rain just came down super hard. And that morning was just, I was, I was pissed. It was one of those mornings where I was walking along and I like threw my hiking pole down out of just like frustration <laughs> for like the mosquito that just kept biting me over and over again, you know? Yeah, dude, I, I have mad respect for anybody who's, who's completed this trail and that's because like i like i i know firsthand like how tough it is i remember one of the questions i asked tuts about this trail because he had actually attempted this like four times before he successfully <laughs> and he's like a he's an experienced hiker too like he'd done the 18 lots of other through hikes like it took him yeah. i think it was four tries and that wasn't there was some other like logistical stuff that kind of yeah. threw him off but it's a tough trail and the question I asked him was, <laughs> why is like a relatively short trail that's also like relatively flat as well, like so difficult? And it really just comes down to those conditions, I guess. So I don't know. I'm, I, I would like to go back and hike this trail again and actually <laughs> complete it. And I think that, uh, that the fall is definitely the time to do it. Yeah, and there, there's other things though. There's other things, you know. I want, I want to keep getting into this because yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do have these Let's mixed feelings. It. It's not, <laughs> it's not just the the bugs that were like the main. I don't think that's like totally what gets to you because you know, like you know, all trails have that. You could deal with it. It's expected. You know, you bring bug spray. You got your head net. Um, but I do think because this trail doesn't go over mountains for such a long period of time, oh. and it does stay in the woods almost the entire time it gets a little monotonous yeah, and it's dude. not like it it does go by these really beautiful lakes and sometimes these rivers but it doesn't quite actually go by these lakes and rivers unless you go out of your way and come off trail a little bit it seems like every time there's a lake view or a beautiful river you have to stop and maybe go like point one <laughs> off the trail mm -hmm. to really see it. Yeah. Or you got to go down to the shelter. Like it seemed like the camps would always end at these lakes or these rivers, but the trail itself stays very much inside of the woods the whole time. And these are beautiful woods, you know, it's the Adirondacks, they're deep and there's amazing trees and it's nice overgrowth. And like, I'm not knocking it. I love the woods. Obviously I love the woods. So I want to be a hiker, but, <laughs> um, it gets old after a while when you're doing 20 miles every day and, uh, you know, your head's down or you're trying to see something else. Uh, and the trail just doesn't change, you know, from, from the start of the day to the end of the day with, you know, the occasional glimpse of a lake or a river. And I think that actually got to me even more than, than anything else. So I was just kind of bored at times, just, you know, chugging along yeah, um, and it, because it is so easy of hiking too. Like there's not a challenge really. Cause you're hiking on flat most of the time you're just you know it's just a little bit of a boredom thing and i hate to say that about any trail um but it was it was a real thing and and it kind of comes down to preference too i feel like some people like the the rivers and the lakes totally. more than other people um i'm actually so glad you brought that up because that's a very very good point that also speaks to why this like unsuspecting trail is like pretty difficult i know for me personally i i like the rivers and the lakes and ponds for camping yeah. But I, we're, I'm gonna get real nitpicky here. But <laughs> if I could choose between like consistent like mountain views 
and consistent like lake views, I'd probably choose the mountain views. Yeah, so same. I feel like for the Northville Placid Trail, like campsites are definitely on point. Like I said, water is not an issue. There's a ton of lean tos on this trail as well. But for actually like hiking during the day, like if you're doing like long days, you know, 20 mile days, like a lot of people do on this trail. Um, it, yeah, it, it can definitely get a little bit boring, especially if you if you don't have good weather either. Like if you're just trudging along in like the rain, like I did a couple days on, on my attempt, oh, yeah. like you're not you're not getting much out of it. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Alex talked about this a lot. And I think this trail, if you're into lakes and you're into rivers, uh, if you're a fisherman, uh, this would be a great trail. Just Every single yeah. day you end at a beautiful remote lake. Not always remote, but always just a really great lake. Um, yeah, you could really kill it out there. And I think taking your time with this trail would make it more pleasurable as well. Maybe it's just not or, or trail just doing for it people in sections, to, maybe. to plow through it. Yeah, maybe just doing sections and just yeah, taking your time, really enjoying those lakes, bringing a fishing pole. Because um, otherwise, yeah, you're just kind of uh, blowing through it. And uh, sometimes you don't even land at a lake, and then that's just kind of the worst. <laughs> you're yeah. just in the middle of the woods <laughs> that you've been in all day. Um, yeah. yeah, I also... I'm a mountain person. I love mountains. Um, so and I knew there wasn't going to be any mountains on it. So I, I got myself ready for that. But, uh, you know, 140 miles in seven days, it just uh, it gets a little, gets a little much. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're, you know, all, we're just saying all these bad things about this trail. And I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression. It is a great trail. It is it's the Adirondacks, beautiful part of the country. Adirondacks are definitely underrated. I think they're a bigger park than Yosemite. It's a bigger park than most of the other uh, huge, parks dude. in the country. So it's a great place it's to like go. It's bigger than all of Vermont, like something ridiculous yeah, it's like massive. that. massive. Um, and I also think this would be a great trail if you're somebody looking to get into through hiking and you want something that's not going to be physically demanding um, because it is uh, very flat. So I'm 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 gonna push back on that a little bit, okay? And <laughs> well, I think it's mentally demanding. So see, that's that's exactly what yeah. I was gonna say. Um, not to say like I I totally get where you're going uh, with the the physical aspect because uh-huh. obviously it is physically a pretty easy trail. Personally, though, I think that if I had tried to like hike a session of this trail as my like first backpacking trip, I would have like to to be fair, I didn't probably wouldn't have mattered where I went. I probably would have failed pretty miserably. <laughs> but um, in fact, I did actually. But I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe going somewhere with more like epic, expansive views is almost True. The, the the better way to go for like a beginner just to kind of get you hooked, I guess. I don't know. Um, that being said, like the physical aspect does make a difference. Like it, it probably wouldn't be very enjoyable for someone to like cruise up Mount Washington with like a 50 pound pack on their very first hike. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's more what it is. Uh, if, if you're really terrified about, you know, your physical ability to do a trail this trail isn't that demanding, but, um, yeah, maybe it doesn't have those mind blowing moments that are going to get you hooked on, uh, on hiking. Definitely. So. I'd be, I'd be curious to hear, uh, what other people think about that. So everybody listening, send me a message and let me know, you know, where to find all that stuff. Um, yeah, totally. I hope you get like a bunch of diehard, uh, Lake Placid trail fans who are just like, what? Like, fuck you guys. Like, this is the best <laughs> trail. <laughs> it's my favorite trail. Okay. All you guys did is complain about it. <laughs> well, it's actually, great. It's a good trail. Like, I, I, I don't want to hate it too much. It's, it's fine. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> One thing that we kind of just touched on was maybe, or I, it popped into my head. I, I think I mentioned it anyways, is I feel like maybe a section hike of this trail would be yeah take your like, time would be a little bit better yeah because 
you, you you wouldn't get as like sick of the terrain i guess as the forest if you're only there for a couple days you know and one yeah. thing this made me think of is i've also done the uh, cranberry lake 50 loop which is super super similar to the northville plastic trail as far as terrain goes it's again a flat trail um lakes rivers you're not going over any mountains or anything like that so the train is like pretty much identical it's like straight line it's not even that far from this trail in the adirondacks and it's like i said 50 miles and it's a loop so i feel like that is almost like the perfect amount of time to be out for this type of train because like 50 miles it's long enough that it's more than just like a little stroll you know and you get pretty far in there you get to see some cool stuff but you're not out there for those extra days and i feel like it might not you, you might not have enough time to kind of get sick of it it sounds yeah. like uh, or not even get sick of it that's probably not the right way to put it but it, it doesn't have as much time to kind of wear on you i guess the the monotony of the train so i don't know that's that's something to keep in mind like a section hike of the mpt would it be good people um or you can just 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 through hike it too like it's <laughs> just go for it just get out there you know slug through it and uh yeah, have a good time. <laughs> so, why don't why don't we turn this positive for the time being at least? Um, it's not all bad, obviously. I think we just aired like pretty much all the bad stuff about this trail. What were like some of your favorite parts or some of the highlights of your hike? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the lakes on this trail. I mean, lake is in the name, um, and every single night, I think maybe just only one night, we didn't camp on a lake or a really big pond. Um, you get a spectacular, beautiful lake sunset. And, you know, I think, you know, a mountain sunset, a little bit better, but a beautiful <laughs> lake sunset is always amazing too. Um, and it was, it was great. Every single night, there's a shelter right, right on a lake pretty much. And, uh, yeah, you just get to take that in, relax. If you had a fishing pole, even better. Uh, and yeah, that's another thing is that the shelters on this trail are, are amazing. Um, oh yeah. almost... I think there's only like one or two stretches where it's hard to uh, go from shelter to shelter, but almost every single night, if you want to, you can land at a pretty nice shelter. In fact, uh, uh, my, my guest, uh, Tuts, on episode nine, he actually did this trail without a tent, which I wouldn't recommend personally, but just kind of yeah. illustrates like how how frequent these shelters uh, and lean-tos are. Yeah, if you were going to do it without a tent, I would give yourself that extra time to uh, stop early. Um, or push push harder uh, because there is like one or two times where there's a bunch of shelters but then all of a sudden there's not a shelter for a while so you either need to take your time or either haul ass is what we kind of did um, but yeah you could definitely do it without a, sh uh, a tent if you wanted to yeah man um did you stay at west canada lakes i think so yeah, I think that was probably one of the better shelters we stayed at, actually. Dude, that, that place is so freaking remote. It's crazy um, and, and super beautiful. You mentioned like the sunsets over the lakes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that really sticks out to me from my hike is uh, we had a, a super cool sunset there. That was one of the only like <laughs> highlights of my hike for me. And, <laughs> and then that, <laughs> so here, I try to ask a positive question. I immediately go back to shitting on this trail. I, I want to stress <laughs> like for those that haven't heard that episode nine, uh, and I, I kind of said this earlier, I hiked it at like the worst time of year possible. I hiked it like at the right in the middle, like that, or no, it was like the end of spring. So not a good yeah. time to be in the Adirondack. So that's why like it's, I don't, I don't even think like a lot of these things we're talking about, except for maybe the, the, the scenery thing. Um, most of these, like the mud and the bugs, like it's, it's just like dependent on what time of year you go. And even the scenery thing, dude, if you went in the fall, once again, 
you'd get like the leaves dude like that that shit would be be phenomenal like turning like right now i would love to be on this trail and like again like fall definitely and i feel like a lot of people probably know that i'm sure this is this is the most popular time of year to hike it and actually speaking of uh popularity or people on this trail how many other like hikers did you guys see uh throughout the course of your trip Roughly. Not a lot, actually. You know, again, like that's a positive about this trail. If you're looking for something that's where you're not going to run into people very often, uh, this trail. Uh, I think we only ran into maybe five or six other people trying to either long distance section hike it or through hike it. Okay. And they were very spread out. It wasn't like we saw them very often. Um, so yeah, there's really no one out there. The only time you really run into people, there's I think there's two areas where. Like Long Lake, there's a lot of people, but that's because that lake has kind of a little town on it. Um, so you will see those people, but they not they won't necessarily be on trail. They'll be just kind of on the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a town you pass through. I think that's where we resupplied uh, Blue Lake, I believe it was called, um, where you maybe run into some people. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's it's pretty scarce the amount of people you run into. Like, you never really walk through. You walk through one town. And in that town sucked. It wasn't even a good town. So Paseco, you know, yeah, people there's... Up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's like no one out there. We, we were like, oh, yeah, going to town. Let's get can't wait to have a, a beer, like nope. a cold drink. <laughs> and there wasn't anything. We actually did find a weird bar like right before you got back on trail coming out of town, like point one off. And uh, we went there. But uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a disappointing town. <laughs> I was I was lucky back in 2015. I went northbound. So um there back then there was a little like a uh, general store gas station that oh had, like, yeah a grill and shit. It was, it's out of business <laughs> it was, yeah it was it was still open when i went the first time nice. uh, or, or when i went so I, I got lucky with that but uh, yeah like you just said it's it's definitely closed up now because it's it's hardly even a town i think it's called paseco or paseco something yeah like that's that. that's exactly what it was there's a bunch of uh uh, hatchet throwing for some reason in there so if you like Wait, hatchet throwing, i don't know everybody's uh lawn had a had a you know, a piece of wood. And hatchet <laughs> <it>. <laughs> we were just, we just kept stopping, just uh, trying our hand at a hatchet throwing. So you're into that. That's pretty, that's pretty funny, Dan. And and there's the post office there too. So actually, while we're on that note, um, so I had a guest on two episodes ago, my friend Colby Zemendorf, and he's actually we we actually talked about this a little bit in that episode. He's actually on the Northville Plaster Trail right now. And he was just asking me about the resupply and it is a little bit tricky on this trail. It's not like as like cut and dry as the Appalachian trail, for instance, anyway. So I'm always curious when I hear about people who have hiked this trail, how they handle the resupply. Yeah. So we screwed it up, uh, (laughs) uh, not in a bad way, but we just were too early. We, uh, we got to blue Lake, I think on like the third, maybe like early morning on the fourth day. And, uh, it just was, we still had like a day of food on us, like a full solid day. Oh, wow. Uh, we just didn't need a resupply yet. Uh, I think that time you just mentioned Paseco maybe would be a better option. Uh, it just depends on how hard you're hiking. See, the, we the problem like with that, 20s, the so. problem with that though, is that that town, if you're, if you're going southbound anyways, is like only a couple, like two days probably before the end of the hike. So it's, yeah, it's exactly. and that's why and that's why it is kind of tricky on this trail because there's there's three spots where you can resupply there's Paseco the post office there like no store like like we just talked about um there's Blue Mountain Lake which it sounds like you guys went into yep. and then there's Long Lake 
And Blue Mountain Lake and Long Lake are only like a day or two apart from each other. So yeah, it's the, super early. the spacing is kind of weird, I guess. So I, I don't know. Honestly, if anybody listening that have hiked this trail, I'm I'm curious to hear how you did the resupply as well, because it is a little bit tricky. Did you guys, you guys must have done a, a mail drop there? Because I don't think there's Yeah, there's a, there's a post there. office at uh, Blue Mountain Lake. There is a small gas station store that okay. if you, you could... You could definitely uh, resupply there, you know, get some basics. But, um, yeah, we mailed ourselves stuff. But, yeah, I ended up sending home, like, two days of food because I was like, like, oh, we're already this far into the trail and still have a day of food on us and probably not going to take that much longer to get to the end. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tricky resupply. Um, and we set ourselves up where we just never had, like, a light pack day until the very end because of that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which always sucks. You always kind of want that uh, yeah. You know, yeah, fade yeah. down to you only got the day of food and then we just never kind of had that um, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'd say, um, you know, think about how hard you're going to be hiking and what your mileage is and uh, consider Paseco, actually, because that could be um, pretty decent. Um, but Blue Lake would work for people who are hiking slower, for sure. We just got there way too early. In Long Lake, I believe... Oh, I, maybe I shouldn't That's say That's like this. day two for... even If, if you're, you're going southbound, slow. yeah. Yeah, if you're going southbound, yeah. I believe they have a grocery store. According to Google Maps, they have a grocery store. I, I didn't make it that far on my attempts, so I can't personally <laughs> attest to it, but I'm pretty sure they do. They definitely have a gas station because I've, I've just driven through it before. But yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so th- those, are your, those are your three resupply options. Anyway, if you're if you're plotting to do this trail. Um, just carry seven days. Just, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's always an option, it. too. <laughs> if, you're, if you're like me, and I don't even know if I could fit seven. Honestly, when I went through the 100-mile wilderness, I had like four and a half days worth, and that was pushing it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you can if you can do that, maybe, or, or maybe do like food caches, that's a whole ordeal, I guess. But I don't know. There's, there's you options. You did 100-mile wilderness in uh, four and a half days? I think I did it in four and a half days, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, I went northbound, so it was like right at the end. So we were just like... Nice. And like I said, I literally like probably like couldn't have fit any more food in my pack so yeah. i kind of had to so i don't know <laughs> i i made it work um yeah so speaking of food one thing that you might find on google if you search like hard enough when you when you search the northfield placid trail is that like back in i want to say like 2012 2013 i know it was a couple years before i did my hike and that was in 2015 there was a woman who was like kind of being like low-key stalked by a bear on this trail i think it was near like the mm. wakely dam section or something like that and she ended up like stabbing the bear with like a pocket knife or some shit oh, before it like ran off like <laughs> wasn't a like, she was okay but like it wasn't a great situation so and and as other people as anybody who's hiked in the adirondacks know like bears are definitely there they're they're, they're not as prevalent on this trail as they are like in the high peaks region where there's like a lot of bear problems but they're still definitely around. So what did you guys do for like a uh, food storage and like a, uh, you know, bear protection, hanging your food, all that stuff? Oh man, this is just embarrassing that you even asked me this question. Uh, <laughs> oh, we asked, I saw no wildlife out there. This is actually one of the most sparse wildlife trails I've ever been on. Uh, I'm sure they, they're out, they are out there, but uh, we saw nothing. Uh, definitely didn't see any bears. I saw one deer the whole time. It's pretty crazy. Damn. Um, but what we did, you know, I think Alex at this point, you know, I don't want to put his laundry out there, but he's a pretty diehard through hiker mode. He's just sleeping <laughs> with his shit every night, I think, at this point. Um, I actually did bring some string for the first day, first few days. 
um, and lost it pretty immediately. Uh, pretty embarrassing. Got it stuck in the tree. Uh, it's pulling it down. Did we've, a perfect, we've all been there, dude. We've did, all did been the, there. Did the perfect little loop and just nodded and it was gone. I tried to get it out. <laughs> I got as much of it out of the tree as I could. So. I hope it wasn't like the super expensive Z-Pack shit. It totally was the, the Gossamer gear. Nice oh. ass. I was so I was pissed. Uh, and then embarrassed because it's like a total leave no trace fupa like that you can't do anything about because you're not going to scale a 40 foot tree to pull it down. No, so no. hopefully a, a ranger will, will come along and... Uh, and, uh, you know, give me some positive karma back for uh, taking it back down. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I did do for the first day. Um, and then I lost that. And I just slept with my food the rest of the time. I had no problems. Yeah, dude. Honestly, uh, when I when I did it, I did the same thing. I slept with it. Um, yeah. Mostly because at that point I had never, like, really – honestly, it was mostly out of ignorance. I feel like these days, like, if I did it now, I would definitely hang my food. But at the time – like I, I, I honestly, I had never really hung a bear bag until the Appalachian Trail last year. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I, I people, I, I don't, I had never hiked in an area with like problems. Like I wasn't like walking like onto Springer Mountain or like the Grayson sure. Highlands and like you know into areas like this and not uh, not hanging my food. Um, I was hiking in areas that didn't have problems. So like it never, never even occurred to me to hang my food on this trail and and. Actually, the, the reason I brought this up is, again, going back to Colby, uh, my previous guest, and some of the questions he was asking me at, while he was doing his research, and he he was kind of just, like, listing off his gear, because he's more of an ultra runner. He's done some backpacking, but this is actually his okay. first through hike, and he just kind of casually listed the bear canister, like, didn't even think twice about it, started going on to the next item, and I was like, whoa, 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 hold up. <laughs> I don't think you need that bear can. And and again, to be fair to him, I think most of his backpacking too has been in the high peaks where you're required to have a bear canister. Yeah, that's the confusion there, right? Is that I I actually got a ticket at Mount Marcy uh, years ago, back in the day before <laughs> I didn't know anything for not having a bear can uh, and was very bummed about that. Um, so yeah, we thought maybe you actually did need a bear can when we started researching this trail, but it turns out it's somehow, yeah, doesn't i guess yeah it's only in the high peaks or something out there. yeah and and on that note actually a good thing to to point out here is starting next year so currently right now on september 18th 2019 you don't need a bear can for any part of this trail but starting next year they're actually extending or i think i think they're something like that they're they're incorporating the section from long lake to lake placid into the area that requires a bear canister so good to know starting next year yeah a good i don't know what the percentage like a quarter or a third or whatever of this trail you actually are going to need a bear canister which kind of sucks because i (laughs) again i don't like bear canisters like i yeah who does um it makes it easier you're not going to lose string in a tree if you bring a a bear canister but uh yeah, uh, it does suck. Uh, but a, a ticket sucks worse. And there, yes, it there, does. There, we didn't run any rangers on this trail, but yeah, like because I did get one years ago out there in the Adirondacks, uh, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I don't know. Just keep that in mind, people, if you're going to be uh, hiking this trail anytime that's not within like the next like couple months here or month or whatever, because uh, it's going to be it's going to be winter before we know it. Um, let's see here, dude. I was going to ask about wildlife, but you just said you didn't see anything there. <laughs> Nothing. Um, okay. How about, okay. So this, this might be kind of a dumb question, but again, a lot of these questions are kind of relating to my experience and I never got lost on this trail, but there were a couple times where it was a little bit iffy. Like I kind of had mm-hmm. to second guess myself and 
In Tuts, he had an experience where he definitely got lost on this trail. Lost as in um, took the wrong trail because sure. of like poor signage, not like middle of the woods, like <laughs> no fucking uh-huh. clue where you are lost. But how how was your experience staying on trail? Because I know when I did it, and again, maybe this goes back to the time of year that I hiked, but maybe the trail crews just hadn't gotten out yet because it was early June, but there was definitely some yeah. spots that were iffy. There were some flooded sections of trail and... Again, this was 2015, so I'm sure the trail is like a little bit more established even now than it was then. But I don't know. How was your experience with that? Did you guys ever get off trail or anything? No, uh, I think we were totally fine. And like I said, we started that um, first day out like totally in the dark, uh, going Sobo. And, you know, the places are not that bad to see. Uh, we stayed on trail okay. Uh, never went off really. Yeah, I don't think there was a section where we had any problems. We did do this weird day. I, I'm not going to remember where it was. I think it was like whatever the lake after Blue Lake is. Uh, we wanted to maybe get up to a peak or there was a fire tower we wanted to check out. Uh, and we were getting there like later at night and we're like, oh, well, let's take this weird side trail. And we did go up this very bizarre side trail for a while before we realized like this is not a real trail anymore. <laughs> it was like a trail on the map, but... In reality, it was just like overgrown disaster. Um, but we kept like egging ourselves on a little bit more and a little <laughs> bit more until we were just like, okay, this is ridiculous. Let's turn around and go back. Uh, it was a little bit of a miserable experience. But otherwise, the trail itself, I don't think I had any problems. You know, I hate to, you know, I'm not trying to be like a badass hike or anything, but uh, it was pretty well marked and the trail itself was always there. So that's yeah, that's that's good to hear. That's that's definitely good to hear. Yeah, I don't think it was bad. There's no gut hook out there or anything. No, uh, no. There I isn't. do think uh, Alex was using um, what's the big one called? Something trails. Nat Geo. No, not Geo. The app on your phone oh. for uh, trails. That Dude, honestly, likes. other than gut hook, I've never even used any other apps. Like I'm, I'm more of a, so a paper map or whatever plastic map kind of dude. So. Yeah, there's another one that's uh, all trails. It's pretty good for day hikes and stuff or even like shorter trails. And he was trying to use that for this and it does kind of work. Um, but it was it was wrong a few times. I had the Nat Geo map lugging that thing around and uh, it was uh, he was he was off a few times, I think, uh, when we compared notes there. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So don't trust all trails. It wasn't totally off. Like you could definitely get away with it, but um, it wasn't perfect either. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the Nat Geo map is probably like the best like all in or like conclusive in like whatever i can find yeah when i did it in 2015 sound like a freaking old man over here but um <laughs> that map actually didn't exist yet i'm pretty sure oh, really? or it, at least it, i'm sure there was nat geo maps of like the whole trail but there wasn't yeah. one like just for the trail because they they cover like all the adirondacks but we used the uh, just like the guidebook and it came with like this paper map that was like super like rustic and like <laughs> I don't even think <laughs> I had fine. freaking mileage on it. So yeah, it was actually kind of a pain in the ass because we like we had the topography on the map and like the, you know, like obviously, you know, yeah, the topography, but the mileage was like in the book. So we were like playing uh-huh. this back and forth and they're both paper. So if it was raining, it was like kind of a pain in the ass. So I don't know the the, yeah. the Nat Geo map because I, I did buy it actually because um, I, I was I was plotting a potential through hike this year, which didn't quite pan out, but that, um, that map definitely should have everything. It's not going to have like resupply information, but yeah, everybody should know. Are on there though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you and can, it has the elevation profile, which if you've yes, ever used an elevation yeah. profile for hiking a trail, it just makes it so much simpler. And that's one thing that we had absolutely none of for our, uh, 
for our hikes. So the, I don't think that maybe maybe the guidebook has been updated since then. But mm-hmm. back in 2015, and the version was probably even before that that we had. So I don't know. No elevation profile there. Um, let's see. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you. So. <clears throat> Again, sounding like a freaking old man here, but <laughs> in 2015, the trail was actually a little bit, well, eh, it was it was a little bit shorter. So officially, it was like 133 miles or something like that back then. And like the first 10 miles uh, on the south, yeah, the southern part of the trail were all roads. And yep. from my understanding, a lot of hikers would just skip that part of the trail. So that's what we did too. So really, our hike was going to be about 120 Shame. miles shame yeah yeah right <laughs> well we didn't end up finishing anyway so it doesn't it doesn't even matter but um they have since added a lot of trail on that southern section so they cut the road walk down to only about four miles now i think so did, oh, okay did you guys did you guys do that road walk into northville at the end yeah you walk all, it's kind of cool actually uh, you've been in the woods for a while and you walked straight into northville uh, i think it was like dirt road for maybe two miles and then you hit uh, the pavement and, you know, by there, it's pretty cool. You run into like an ice cream shop, get a little ice cream. Uh, and then after that, you're walking along. Uh, it's another giant lake that's down there in Northville. And then you cross over the bridge and then now you're in Northville proper and you're basically there. It's kind of nice. You know, I, I kind of enjoy hikes that, uh, you know, depending on if you're going southbound or northbound, it's fun to end there and you get this kind of little like hurrah through town yeah a man big, a big like wooden sign down there with the logo and stuff so it was a fun way to end it um, but i don't think it was longer than maybe like six miles or something like that yeah i think uh, it's i think it's even, bad yeah it's something like that and i think that's pretty cool because like how many trails do you just end in the middle of a, like a, a town like that you know yeah it was cool it felt like a little celebration just like walking into town and they got the big arch with the logo on it so that was nice and then it was easy for us to get out of there afterward i feel like that'd be a little bit more triumphant than finishing on the northern end because again i didn't make it to the the uh, northern end but i've driven by it a ton of times uh-huh. and it's just like just on a on a road like basically yeah and you're, the you're northern cl- just spits you out in a neighborhood yeah um, and like you're close to Lake Placid, I mean, you're probably only, like, a mile or two from, like, the heart of Lake Placid, but... Yeah, I think it's, like, a three-mile hike. Okay, okay, yeah, so... Yeah, we actually walked from Placid proper to the trailhead, too. Gotcha, gotcha. And we were kind of, like, maybe we should just grab the cab or something, because it was kind of a little bit longer than we uh, wanted. And then, yeah, we ended up hiking so long in the dark, we were, like, I think it would have been better to have skipped that, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always sure. fun, we were, like, yeah, we hiked from the one town to the other town, you know, like, nothing... Yeah, yeah, man. No, 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 uh, no I, I kind of wish they would just <laughs> extend it, like into like Lake. Pl- like, how how sick would it be if they like extended it? Yeah, they should totally to like the the freaking um the hockey rank there, where like the the Olympics was and all that stuff. The nineteen eighty like Miracle on Ice. Yeah, there. that's a cool town, man. I didn't uh, know. I didn't. I didn't even think that that was a place where they had the Olympics until we got there, yeah. which was bizarre to me because it's just a really tiny town. And yeah, I guess, it, I guess it used to be like a pretty popular. Uh, Ski destination? Is it still? I'm not uh, Whiteface, sure. Whiteface Mountain is pretty close. Yeah, I mean oh, okay. it's a, it's a touristy town for sure, and and they have like they have tons of hockey tournaments. Like I played hockey my whole life, and oh nice. When I was when I was a kid, I mean Burlington's not that far from like Placid. It's probably like mm-hmm. two and a half hours maybe. So I would go over there like quite often to play hockey. Like way before I was into hiking or any of that stuff. So I think it would be cool if the trail like actually finished like at that building. Like that that'd be so cool. You could like 
finish at the place where like the super epic like 1980 like hockey somebody's there with a gold medal for you they, nice. should, they should have like a like a terminus sign with like a like a torch and like all this shit like <laughs> oh yeah you just grab the torch as soon as you get into town yeah. you need to like run it in yeah that'd be rad uh they actually were doing uh an iron man thing there when we got got there so there was all these iron men walking around town <laughs> we're just like this hiker trash with our backpacks uh ready to go walk 140 miles so that was kind of interesting yeah dude it's a it's a it's a cool trail for sure i I think I think we I think we laid it all out there. Honestly, I feel like people are gonna have the the ups and the downs like kind of on point just from this conversation. I feel like we we <laughs> they're gonna uh, be pissed. They're gonna be like, <laughs> you guys. You it wasn't all bad. It. it wasn't all bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a cool trail. I think people should definitely check it out. It's uh, people don't know about it. You know, don't sleep on it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, let's uh. Let's do a story. Let's do a story. We're at the end of the episode here. We're just about an hour in. Um, it sounds like you have a story not from the Northville Plastic Trail, but you have a story from your long trail through hike, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of stuff. Um, I was going to give you a few options. I could give you like a real dark, sad story on the PCT, or I could give you uh, a fun story from the long trail, which I think is better. I think we should go with the fun story. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do that. Yeah. Plus, I love the long trail. Because as my listeners know, I, I live here and that's like where I, where I like first learned to hike. I like section hike it, hiked it when I was in high school and all this stuff. So yeah, dude, I, I'm always down to talk about this trail. It's a, it's oh, a story. Vermont. I love Vermont too. Yeah. The long trail is great. And I was going to say that earlier. The long trail is a trail that beat the shit out of me. I got wrecked so hard on that trail. I got foot fungus <laughs> like halfway oh, through and I had Achilles tendonitis issues and it just destroyed me, um, but I still have very fond memories and uh, have nothing but praise for uh, the mud mountains and the beautiful sights that you get <laughs> to see on Long Trail. So yeah, Long Trail is super rad. Um, so yeah, I have this weird, bizarre uh, story from it. And um, so it was, uh, we were hiking Sobo on Long Trail, and it was the day after we finished Mount Mansfield. So uh, right before we got to Mount Mansfield, it was like a really rainy day. We woke up, a uh, storm was coming in. We were at that beautiful, huge shelter that's right below Mansfield. You know what I'm talking about? It has like 20 Taft, bunks or Taft something Lodge. like that. Yeah, Taft Lodge. Amazing shelter. People haven't hiked the long trail. Holy shit, like those shelters out there, they're like hotels. It's crazy, uh, especially this one. It's ridiculous. Um, so we're there, we're waiting. Uh, the storm's coming in. We decide not to, to, to summit Mansfield just quite yet. We wait for the rain to come in. Of course, you know, 30 minutes later, it's thundering, lightning, pouring rain, just terrible. Um, so we were pretty stoked that we uh, waited that one out. Uh, stops raining. We go over Mount Mansfield. Beautiful, cool, moody weather. Clouds all around. It's just pretty nuts. Uh, come down Mansfield, make it to another shelter. You know, we're, we're, we're running away from the rain all day. Uh, we end our day at a puffer shelter, um, which yes, is another My incredible spot shelter. on the whole trail for sure. Yeah, everyone loves it. It has this beautiful view. But when we get there, uh, it looks like nothing. Uh, there's just white out clouds in front of us. You can't see anything. Uh, and you know, we're totally beat from going over Mount Mansfield, which is incredible. Um, so we just get in the shelter. We're chilling, you know, making food, relaxing, getting ready to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Uh, wake up an hour later. Uh, another hiker comes in. Um, you know, we're kind of tired and grimy. We don't really talk to him, but, you know, we say what's up. You know, he blows up his Neoware, super loud and annoying. <laughs> but, you know, we all go back to sleep um, and we're sleeping again. And this is like one of those nights on trail, like very typical, like 
super stormy, like the rains were still going hard, lightning, thunder, just out of control. And, you know, when you're in a shelter and it's like that, it's like, it's like you're in the storm, but you're not quite because the whole front of the shelter is totally open. So it was just one of those nights where you're waking up every couple minutes and just kind of moving around because it's just so crazy outside. Yeah. And at some point in the middle of the night, I, you know, I must have popped out of like a, a deep dream or something. All of a sudden there's, there's a guy standing in front of the shelter with a dog and you hear this dog, I hear this dog just barking and I'm like, what the hell? But I'm like so sleepy in that like, you know, moment and tired that I just kind of like think, ah, it's just like another hiker coming in or something. God damn it. Just kind of <laughs> dozed back off to sleep. But it was this like weird moment of just like, you know, the lightning's flashing and you just hear this dog barking and this man is just standing in front of the shelter. Must have been like two in the morning. Didn't make any sense, but I was too tired to give a damn. Went back to sleep, which is also just another bizarre only you could do that on the trail. Any other time you would be terrified yeah, right. and wake straight up. But I was just too tired. Apparently Alex and the other hiker were too. So wake up in the morning. Yeah, like you said, pupper shelter is incredible. Uh, the, the rain's all gone. We have a perfect view. You could see the green mountains in front of you. The sun is rising. Probably one of the most beautiful mornings I've ever had dude, on the trail. The morning I say I stayed there yeah. too. Yeah, dude, it's it's unreal. Just incredible sunrise. Uh, so, you know, I'm not thinking about the night before. I'm taking photos. I'm just enjoying this moment. But you know, an hour later too, we're packing up and you know we're getting ready to go again. Uh, the guy who had been sleeping next to us all night, he he turns to us and he's like, "Did you guys see like a man with like a dog in the middle of the night?" And it just snapped back into both of our minds. Like, yeah, what? Because yeah, I think all of us just had decided like that was a dream or something or like it didn't happen because we woke up and there was no one there. Like if it had been somebody who had been there, would have thought he would have came in the shelter. And we're like, holy shit. Yeah, there was a dude. Like, who was that? What was that? Uh, but we had no explanation. And uh, we have no explanation still. And I think that's why I think this is a cool story because it's kind of terrifying. Like what? was somebody doing yeah, at dude. pupper shelter that's in the middle of nowhere it's not close to a road it's, yeah it's pretty um, far out there with a dog in the middle of a thunder lightning storm you're like 2000 elevation at that point so and why the hell wouldn't they have like taken shelter in those circumstances too you know yeah, like why would, would they, they be not, doing like, just passing by yeah <laughs> like, so oh, the whole just, thing just checking out the shelter just, you know like, yeah like what the fuck like i thought like oh maybe that was like a like a, a ranger or something, but like, why would a ranger even be doing that? And it's not close to anything. So why would he none have a of dog it makes too, sense. Yeah. yeah. And the dog barking. So I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not a believer in ghosts or anything, but if I was a believer in ghosts, I'd be like, that was a fucking ghost dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, yeah, we have no explanation for it. Thought it was totally bizarre. Uh, so yeah, the ghost dog, the long trail at puffer shelter. If anyone else, uh, spots that you know, please, please holler at us. Cause I, I would like to know. Like, Dude, that's pretty, that's was. pretty creepy. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was really creepy. I don't, and like I don't in what in that was. bad weather, that like that location is kind of creepy too because like you're up pretty high, like you're close to the summit of Bolton, and yeah. like you're in like the the like the thick spruce trees, and you're like, kind of on a ledge too. Yeah, like, you're looking not, just it's like pretty off tight. A cliff. Yeah, there's like not much room there. So, so what was this? What, what was this? What was this guy? Like I don't know. I have no <laughs> Definitely idea. a pretty creepy scene, dude. That's <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's I think it's also kind of funny that you like. Look, it, it is a creepy story, but, like, you guys weren't creeped out because you didn't realize till the morning, like, what the hell was going on, so yeah, that kind of worked out pretty well, bizarre. too. <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't freak out or anything. I think that is such a classic thing that people always think, 
when something happens in the middle of the night when you're camping, you're going to freak out and like run and it's going to be this shit show of getting lost in the woods or something. But if you're really hiking, like you're going to just be too tired for that shit. Like yeah. everybody I know who has like a bear story or something startling in the night is, it's always, and then I just fell right back to sleep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, dude. All right. Shit. I think we're going to, I think we're going to wrap it up there, man. Um, cool. That was, that was sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it for having me on. Yeah, dude, no problem. And like I said, well, I'll have to have you, you and or Alex back on when you guys finish the long path. Um, where can people go to find you, follow you, look at your photos? Because that's one thing I, I didn't even mention actually. Um, Jacob's a great <laughs> photographer. Everybody, like, you Thank should go you. check out his uh, his website and his Instagram and all that stuff. So yeah, what like where like what is that stuff? Where can people go to find you? Uh, yeah, so me and Alex, our, our long-standing joke is that we're the uh, Free Freaks. It's just been our little hiking squad name for a long time. So you can go to freefreaksshike.com. Uh, That's a blog we have. We both post all of our uh, trail stories there, like everything we've done. Uh, there's a couple reviews up there. It's where I post all my photography. Uh, or you can follow me at a really long walk on Instagram, and I post a lot of stuff there. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find us, man. Yeah, have us back. Uh, I'd love for uh, the free freaks to, to get on here and uh, talk, talk some more uh, trail stuff with you. <laughs> to get freaky on trail tales. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I really wish I had stressed this sooner. But uh, yeah, everybody definitely go go follow Jacob. I really liked your like stories, like Instagram story series on the NPT. Because like, the, oh, the actual like posts on Instagram with the captions and stuff are, are cool. But I don't know, just like the the way you did that and the way you like spaced it out like per day i just thought was really cool so yeah everybody go follow him and yeah thanks for listening everybody have a good one Mm -hmm.